It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. What's going on, Bleeding Green Nation? We have made it to uh, episode number 51. Uh, We're looking for our gold watch and maybe a nice condo in Florida. But, uh, you know, we're just looking ahead podcast starting to get old but it's uh, hopefully still going to be fresh as uh, we welcome in the uh, editor-in-chief of bleedinggreennation.com mr brandon lee gotten what's happening pal hey i'm glad to be here what are we going to do when we get into the hundreds what kind of <laughs> age thing are you going to be using here i don't know we have to bury it and resurrect it and do all sorts of like uh, mythical uh, type of crazy stuff with the uh, podcast here and i the i'm looking right in front of me and it is literally the, the hardest working man here at bgn radio fourth in a row i think he's going to go Try and break uh, Cal Ripken's streak and then, uh, you know, pay some homage to Derek Jeter tonight. Mr. Patrick Wall, what's happening, buddy? You know, I think this podcast is a lot like the guys in those Viagra commercials. <laughs> we're just we're there. lit in blue light and we're just getting it done. <laughs> uh, the birthday boy, Mr. James Zeltzer, is actually taking a break today. Happy birthday to him. But uh, I got to tell you, I'm excited for our guest co-host to come on here. You can you know her on Twitter as the Philly Sports Goddess. Uh, and she has joined us in gracing her presence, Miss Kiana Williams. What's up, my dude? How are you? Not much, but how am I supposed to follow up with what Patrick said? <laughs> I, I guess you really can't. But uh, what we can do is get into this, uh, you know, this 49ers Eagles breakdown. There's a lot of skepticism uh, on the 49ers fan side, I'm noticing. And there's more infighting about Colin Kaepernick that I'm finding out. We'll get into that in a little bit. But, um, you know, BLG, I'll start with you. Despite that, uh, you know, Bowman and Smith not going to be there, I don't think it's going to be really any easier for Shady and maybe not even for Foles. Uh, What are you expecting out of them uh, in this game? Do you expect Foles to throw more? Um, What's Chip's game plan going to be in your mind? It'll be interesting to see. I mean, you still have this offensive line that's banged up. Uh, Matt Tobin is coming in at left guard, which probably should help out. You know, I think he's better. He makes the offensive line better all around because you you have Peters at left tackle, Tobin at left guard. You have Mulk at center now, Dennis Kelly at right guard, and uh, Todd Harriman's at right tackle. So you're getting Andrew Gardner off the field, which is a good thing. (laughs) I think maybe that helps the the run game a little bit more. I really like Tobin blocking out in space, and maybe that does help get the run game going but you know it's hard to think just one offensive lineman addition alone will will really help that out you know I, I think you really do need to see the run game get going here 
And I think that's been a big reason for these slow starts is because you know, you're not moving the chains early. You're having to punt because maybe you're throwing too much. Uh, I think the Eagles will be able to throw. I don't think this 49ers secondary is overly impressive. I mean, especially you have Jordan Matthews matched up against Jimmy Ward. That's rookie on rookie right there. And I think Matthews easily wins that battle. I think, you know, he, re he really came out last week, and I think he continues to play strong. So I'm liking that matchup right there. Yeah, and I, I, I haven't even heard. Is Kelly lining up next to Peters, or is he going to be next to Harriman's? Who now, Dennis Kelly? Yeah. Dennis Kelly's at right guard, yeah, okay. and then Tobin's at left guard. Good, good. Okay, that's how, that's how you should get it because I'm actually really excited about Matt Tobin. I'm an Iowa homer. You guys know that. I I, I love what this kid does. Um, I don't. Obviously, it's still going to be a problem. But Patrick, are you pretty confident with the makeup of it uh, of uh, of the offensive line going in here? You know, I all things considered, yeah. I mean, isn't it nice to not have to like rely on Nick Cole? or Max Gene Gillis anymore, like seriously. Max Gene Gillis, uh, yeah. by the way, just uh, signed an AFL contract. Shout out to him. Hey, good job, Max Sean Gillet. <laughs> no, I mean, the, look, Chip brought in athletic backup linemen who, I mean, that's like all we could talk about in the preseason, right, was how good the backup offensive line looked. Obviously missing Jason Kelsey. Nobody's going to replace Jason Kelsey. You know, I think Mulk is, is capable of being a serviceable backup. Just pray nobody else gets hurt, but. Yeah, I, I've I've always been a big fan of Dennis Kelly. Uh, he's played uh, Dennis Kelly's played next to Todd Harriman's, uh, I believe his rookie year. So there's you know, and they've been playing together for a little while anyway. Yeah, I think there's a good uh, there's a good little uh, group out there, all things considered. Yeah, and it's it'll be interesting too because like the screen game really wasn't working that well with all the starters in there, and I'm not really sure if it's uh, gonna get any better with this kind of makeup of lineup. Uh, also, uh, that Kendricks is out again for the second week in a row, which kind of worries everybody. But let's get Kiana involved here. How much does that concern you still? Um, they're doing the, the Marcus Smith experiment, as Billy Davis kind of quoted that. Are, are, do you feel comfortable with Marcus Smith in the inside linebacker position? Jerry's definitely still out. I think it's uh, very early. I am a little worried because we might be seeing the return of Vernon Davis this week. So yeah, that is a, a matchup point. that slightly terrifies me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, obviously, with a, obviously, you're losing a big player with Kendricks. I do believe that if you're going to beat this 49ers team, you're going to have to air it out. Yeah, and that's it. I I kind of on the same wavelength there, and uh, I don't know, uh, Patrick. Speaking of airing it out, Josh have full participant on Thursday. Um, I would assume he's going to be active, but what do you expect out of his snaps? Oh, five to eight, maybe. I mean, I I wouldn't expect a lot, and you don't really need him to do a ton. Um, you know, that assuming, of course, that Jordan Matthews shows up again and and Riley Cooper decides he'd like to do more than collect a paycheck this season. Look, Huff, they'll probably use him a little bit in the return game. Maybe they'll use him to spell Polker or Sproles. Although, I mean, who would have thought before Josh Huff got back, we would be like, yeah, we're fine with the returners. I mean, that's a, that's a nice little bonus. Shout out to Chris Polk. Um, yeah, I don't expect a ton from him, but again, we don't really need him to do a ton, so it's not a huge deal to me. And of course, our uh, good uh, friend Dave Mangles uh, keeps cranking out excellent work on uh, BleedingGreenNation.com. Actually had a really good points uh, with Brandon Boykin being on the outside. BLG, what's holding this thing, thing up here? <laughs> why why can't we switch that out? I mean, it's really just, is that the point where it's almost like you just have to accept it even though you, you don't want to because it, it, you just, 
Carrie Williams and Bradley Fletcher, you know, at best are up and down. You know, they're they're not flat out terrible. Sometimes they have a good game here and there. You know, this isn't Curtis Marsh or Rock Carmichael we're talking about here, you know, where they're just consistently bad. You know, they're, they're, they tend to be more bad than good, but you know, there is some good performances to be had there. But you know, you, you just look at the way the secondary played last week and you just you, you wonder why can't Brandon Boykin, who was really good, you know, get out on the field and obviously they do. But you know, like what does that matter if he's playing well? And you know, what I really think it is is it, it's not just the height thing. I think it's a stylistic thing. I think you look at Kerry Williams and you look at Bradley Fletcher and two of the things they're or one of the things rather they're better at doing is stopping the run. You know, they're both pretty good tacklers for the most part. And I, I'm not sure they feel the same way about Boykin, even though I feel like he's a good tackler. But for whatever reason, I'm thinking they're not. I think the Eagles are so fixated on stopping the run that they're, they are willing to give up a little more in the pass game. And that's I have this whole de- de- uh, defensive philosophy on why they do certain things and it doesn't really make sense to me but i'm just trying to think of why it makes sense to them but that that's a that could just be a whole show on itself so we won't get too much into that (laughs) well we can go back and forth a little bit uh on that uh maybe in a little bit i'm curious though keanu uh, as far as your confidence with billy davis and what he's doing are you kind of on board with it or do you still have a bunch of question marks that need to be answered? I have a lot of question marks. I believe that the pass rush obviously is the biggest problem. We all know that one thing I am encouraged by is the fact that they have been able to get turnovers in key moments. And it does seem like when the game's on the line, he dials up the right game plan. But my question is it being too little too late. Why doesn't it start with that? Yeah. And you're talking about a 49ers team led by Kaepernick, where if you don't get a pass rush on him, not only is he going to use the read option all day long, he's going to run on you. And that's, uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting too. And uh, I think Mike had brought that up. Uh, Patrick, are you using pretty much Marcus Smith as a spy to kind of keep him contained? You rushing five all the time. What, what's your ideal to, I mean, it's kind of silly because I, I swear to God, I feel like I say it every freaking week, but they need to stop Frank Gore. They need to stop Carlos Hyde and they need to make, Colin Kaepernick throw. I mean, is that basically the situation that is going to be every Eagles defensive game plan going forward here? I think it's going to be the, uh, the, the game plan going forward every week, but I will say, I think the only person who's on, who's probably better than stopping uh, the 49ers run like Benny Logan is John Harbaugh. I mean, as a Frank Gore owner in fantasy, (laughs) let me tell you. Yeah. I mean, the, (laughs) So far this season, the the Niners haven't really shown any commitment to running the ball, uh, which is fine with me. But, you know, I feel like every time that we say something like that, Trent Richardson goes off or or, uh, Mark Ingram has a career day. So, you know, I think you kind of have to watch out for the running game, obviously. But, yeah, I think you probably do want to put a spy uh, using Marcus Smith as a spy. Obviously, you want to spy uh, Kaepernick. But yeah, I mean, he's the closest guy to Kendricks you have. I mean, you're not going to put Casey Matthews on him or anything like that. And uh, BLG, too, I want to stick with this because, I mean, this is still a major concern for me. And if you're rotating a rookie who hasn't played that, really hasn't played inside linebacker, Acho and Matthews, I don't, I don't know. I know 49ers fans are not confident, but they still, I don't, there's, yes, there's, I, I think there's, uh, Anthony Davis is finally going to come back to replace Jonathan Martin, who's been god-awful and maybe not as awful as I think as of late. But um, is there any weakness there that you're looking at on the defensive side of the ball for the Eagles that you should be definitely attacking? 
Uh, well, I think it's definitely the pass rush, as Kiana said. I mean, that's the the weakness right there. I mean, it's been two straight weeks where they haven't registered a sack. They're just really not getting any kind of consistent, uh, threatening pressure. I mean, Bill Davis talks about how they like to move the quarterback off his spot, you know, get him on the run. But, you know, that sometimes that not, that's just not good enough. I mean, you, you just need to get in there and you need to get him down. You need, you need to get sacks or you at least need to, to hit him and, you know, make him feel the pressure. Linebacker with, with Kendricks out, I think that's actually what hurts the most with him being out is his lack of pass rush. I don't think it's, you know, I think they can get by. And they, they did that last week with this. It's actually like a committee of Casey Matthews and Emmanuel Acho and Marcus Smith. They, they're they not disasters out there. I mean, everyone likes to hate on Casey, and I know obviously that's, that's a big thing. But really, he wasn't like uh, an unmitigated disaster. He's just below average. And really, you could, you, no, know, he know. wasn't giving up like like 50 yards. You know I mean? It's not like he's dropping in the into coverage like 50 yards down the field and getting beat. I mean, he's not good. I'm not trying to say he's good, but I'm just saying you could you could easily do worse. Uh, and I just don't think that's the biggest issue right now. I think it's it's the lack of pass rush, which Kendricks provides, that really is going to be a problem here. Uh, Kiana, offensively for the Eagles, what's the biggest thing that concerns you? I would say the offensive line, but even after Kelsey went out last week, and that's with Gardner still in, they still, they still gave Foles plenty of time. My biggest concern is not being able to establish the run game, but I can honestly say I'm not that concerned with our offense. I feel like when you shut down one part of the Eagles game, they're just going to beat you with another. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they're still going to pass the ball a lot and be successful at doing it. And that's the thing too. And I know we've kind of rolled these stats out, uh, you know, over and over again, but it's, it's literally polar opposites for these two teams as far as when they start and when they score points. San Francisco is the number one overall team right now that uh, they have the most points in the first quarter, and then it kind of trickles down from there. It goes, you know, I can't exactly remember what it is off the top of my head. First, 16th, I think 29th, and then 30th um, throughout the uh, quarters, respectively. And it's the complete almost opposite for the Eagles. You know, they're they're down in the drums in 26th, and then uh, the, they're fourth and first and third and, and uh, fourth quarter points there. So, I, <laughs> Patrick, is it uh, is it time for me to bring out the whiskey bottle again? I mean, this is... Uh, I, I don't see any other way how this can't be another come from behind win if they are going to win. Yeah, it's what I said last time. I really feel like this is going to be one of those games that the Eagles, if they put it together, and that's a big if given what we see in the first three weeks, if they're able to put it together, I feel like they could roll in this game. Uh, but I don't really see that. I mean, they have to get off to a, a faster start and they have to get the run game established, obviously, but it's really hard for me to have confidence in, in that aspect of the game. I don't know how much of the lack of a running game has to do with alignment or how much it has to do with shady, you know, at a certain point, I'm going to say a quarter way through the season, uh, those excuses have to kind of go away and you have to really start showing up. I mean, shady's are all pro back. He's arguably the best player on the team. You know, he's missing a few of his linemen, but he's still got a couple studs in there. Get it done. Uh, we're going to get to our, uh, Duncan Philly, a phone line in just a second because we had a tiny little contest on there just to see your best call and your best take uh, of, of the San Francisco game. But first, I just want to remind all Eagles fans as the official coffee donut 
breakfast sandwich of your Philadelphia Eagles. Dunkin' Donuts has everything you need to keep you running all season long. You can grab an Eagles box of Joe, an Eagles donut, at your local Dunkin' Donuts today. So don't forget uh, to grab that in there. And uh, we're giving out a prize pack, and it happens to be we selected the best color. That's Mr. Brad King from Arizona. Brad, how's it going, bud? What do you got for us? I just wanted to talk about the fact that there are some parallels between this week's game and the last time the Eagles played the San Francisco 49ers. The last time the Eagles played the San Francisco 49ers was week four of the 2011 season. San Francisco came in as a uh, team people didn't expect to be very good, but they had a winning record, and I believe the Eagles were off to an 0-3 or one and two start to begin that year, but uh, they blew that game on some Alex Henry missed field goals, and it was generally the uh, the moment that that dream team in 2011 looked like they uh, they were not going to be so good, and now this year it feels like San Francisco has some issues, and I just wonder if uh, we talk about Nick Foles being an emotional player, if there will be some added emotional incentive in this game for a lot of the veterans that were part of that team because that season definitely felt like a missed opportunity down the stretch when they were playing so well. Yeah, I mean, Brad uh, does make a couple of good points there. I I really don't see a big correlation of veterans from, the, you know, the 2011 Eagles squad being really upset that they, you know, gave that away. I think that was an abysmal team, and really, I think the only people who would care about that would be Jason Kelsey, who's not playing, and Maybe Nick Foles, but I, I'm glad that we don't have to. Re- God, you guys remember how awful that game was? I don't know what you're talking about. The Ronnie <laughs> Brown the run Ronnie pass. Brown throw. Uh, oh my God! Yeah, no, the, the play before that, um, I don't know. It was some weird. Oh, that's right. That they ruled. Uh, I think they ruled Shady down. I think when he was clearly in, and Andy didn't challenge it on the goal line, then they run that stupid play after, and the game just kind of like took control of itself. Well, uh, here's a guy who might be motivated to. Uh, to, to step up who was around back then that was jeremy macklin you know he's the That's guy right. who you fumbled late in that game when they were trying to i think i guess stage a comeback at that point you know maybe macklin's really fired up for this game i think macklin's fired up for every game <laughs> did um, you guys see him at the there was like a video of him as he was walking off the field last oh week. yeah yeah that, he was he was hyped, that was awesome man. yeah the, yeah yeah the the instagram yeah i mean for kiana for you are there any parallels there is there any deep-seated you know, like, uh, I got to get this off my chest and hope that they, they come out with a win here. Well, I when you guys brought up the game in 2011, I just remember the Eagles leading that game by 20 points. So that immediately brought back some bad memories for me. <laughs> uh, I know a lot of very annoying 49ers fans, and for that reason, they actually wouldn't let me forget that last matchup. I hope you gave it back to them a little bit, too. Yeah, uh, I mean. yeah and one other thing about this game, too, if you remember, uh, after the game, the 49ers players were saying that they were uh, they were so fired up to beat a good team that it kind of gave <laughs> them the confidence <laughs> to be able to go out and make all those NFC Championship games and the Super Bowl. And so, yeah, the uh, the Eagles losing one of the most heartbreaking games in recent memory is the reason the 49ers are good. Yeah, little did they that know. That is my hot take. <laughs> little did they know what a disaster God. it would end up being. Well, they believe the dream team hype, so that's why they were excited after they beat us. No, that's true. That's Yeah, that yeah. was only three weeks into it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really have kind of um, – I, I don't think we can win this game. To At all? I, I think there's a chance. Ooh. I think there's a chance. That, <laughs> and listen, I think it's a very winnable matchup. I do. 
I don't think that San Francisco's world beater or anything like that. The line has shifted so many times on this game that I don't even think Vegas really knows what's going on. But just for, for whatever reason, the old school in me says East Coast to West Coast, it never really works out that well for the Eagles. Granted, it's a new regime. This isn't Andy Reid. This isn't all this stuff. I think I texted the guys. I just have a feeling that it's like on a Riley Cooper fumble and then it ends up being a three-point game and then they end up losing it somehow. But we'll get into predictions in a second. Uh, let's uh, head straight to the fun stuff. It's time to ring the bell and go with the NFL picks. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the picks. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Well, let's get into the picks. Uh, I'm going to start with our guest host, Kiana Williams. Who is your pick of this week? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I actually, I'm taking the Colts seven and a half at home. I can't, I can't really argue with it. I mean, the Tennessee Titans are awful. <laughs> Jake Locker. Yeah, exactly right. And there's still some injury concerns there. So we'll uh, we'll head next to BLG. BLG, where we're going next? Has to be Eagles plus four and a half, man. I mean, oh, wow. You just... That's just to me. That's too big. That's that's too much. There's no respect there. I mean, the Eagles are three and zero. The Niners just. I mean, they're. I think they're getting too much reputation here. I know John talked about the the east to west thing, but I don't know. I'm just not. I, I just don't think that that four and a half there. I mean, you have to take the points there because you figure even if they lose. They're they're gonna at least make it close. You know, I do I do agree with you only because Bovada doesn't have a money line on there at all for either team. I, I think I'm with you, I, and I can't really ring the bell on that because I, 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 sh- I really do want the Eagles to win. I'm not saying that they won't. I'm just I, – I like that four and a half, though. The yeah, gamblers are confused just as much as I am. Patrick, where are we going next? All right, so before I give my pick, I want to preface this by saying that I was the only one in the BGN pool to pick this team to win this week. Uh-oh. I am going with Green Bay – Minus one and a half on the road in Chicago. Ring the bell. There is no way that it's happening. I a guaranteed lock of the week. I don't care what anybody says. Chicago Bears, yeah, but maybe on a semi-short week, whatever. Bears getting uh, always bet on the home dog with more offensive power and less defensive talent. I think Chicago squeaks this one out by like a three or four point victory. We'll go head to head on that, my friend. Sticking with it, uh, I will also march my way down to the beautiful Sunday, sunny San Diego. I'll stop by. I'll have some wonderful Mexican food that the uh, locals are offering. I might, uh, you know, take in a short movie, and I'll definitely be betting on the Jacksonville Jaguars getting plus 14 because that is way too many points despite how bad that the Jacksonville Jaguars are, and you know this because I've been ripping them pretty much since the season began and but even before then um i just think that this is a not necessarily a trap game but i think it's going to be a a weird start i think san diego's had a a massive amount of great wins and tough matchups i think this is just kind of a, a a slope game you got blake bortles making his first nfl debut he's pretty good he's got some okay weapons there i'm gonna take Jacksonville Jaguars plus 14 away in San Diego. Hey, John. Yes, sir. Ring the bell! Oh, <laughs> a double 
battled head to head. I love this. No way. <laughs> no way. They're going to lose by 24. Forget 14. Man. I drafted. All right. So I drafted the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense in fantasy this year. Silly me. What I've been doing every week since is picking up the team playing Jacksonville, and I'm getting like 15 points a week. There is no way this game is anywhere close to 14. You were, no way. Uh, it is the Chargers' nature, though, to play a very good game and then play a very awful one against the bad, against the bad right. team See? the following week. They've done it. Kiana knows. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Let's go back to BLG. Where are we heading to next? I picked Dallas last week, and I think they covered because they, they were down big. Yep. And I was, I was kind of... <laughs> I was kicking myself for that one, but they came back, and I think they covered, or at least they. Uh, they was didn't a, cover, but they they still won. Yeah. Was it a push? It was. It was a push. Yep. Okay. Well, that's okay. But I'm gonna take them again this week. They're plus three. They're at home. The Saints haven't looked great here. Uh, you know, they beat the Vikings only I think by like 11 at home last week. To me, that's really not that impressive, considering the Vikings are missing AP and the Saints are at home. You know, I, I think the Cowboys could at least keep this close here. I mean, I'm really not sold on the Cowboys moving forward, but the Saints on the road, uh, you know, just not and, – and them being favored by three, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Ding, 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 ding. Ring the bell again. There's uh, no way that the Dallas Cowboys are beating the New Orleans Saints, and the money line tells you that. Even though that the Dallas Cowboys are favored, they're still plus 105 on the money line. Uh, the Saints are 125. I'll take you on, sir, and I will give you the three. Kiana Williams, where are we going next? I'm going to take a trip to Baltimore. I actually like the Ravens, three and a half points over Carolina. Steve nice. Smith playing against his old team. I love it. Oh, yes. I didn't even think of that. That's, that's probably going to be fantastic, especially for fantasy owners there. It's at home. Yes, Carolina's got a good defense, but they didn't really show it against Pittsburgh. I love that pick. Anybody realize that the Baltimore Ravens are ninth overall in offense? Wow. Aren't they supposed to be Ow. a bad, bad offensive team? But anyway, uh, Flacco is elite, John. He is. He is elite. <laughs> I can't. I can't argue with that. Uh, Patrick Wall, where are we going next? Well, I'm not seeing a lot of love on the lines here. Oh, you know what? Let's go to the game of the week. Unquestionably, the game of the week, and that is Ryan Tannehill versus Derek Carr, baby. Let's do it <laughs> in England. I in merry old England. I wow. like Bill Lazor taking his talents to London. And also the Dolphins, <laughs> minus four. Uh, man, I'm going to ring the bell a third time. This is crazy. I, I, I um, The, the con- quarterback controversy that they have going on there, not a big fan of it. Not a big fan of Bill Lazor. Not a big fan of Philbin, anything. And then they got to travel uh, to London. Well, I don't know. Oakland's got to go go even longer. Nah, I'm, st- I'm just going to stick with it. I'll take the Oakland plus four in a wonderful, wonderful slop fest that that might be. Uh, last selection for me, uh, I'm going to go to probably the toughest one maybe to pick, and I should probably stay away from this one. I got the uh, Jets uh, in the Lions heading back to that awful Meadowlands uh, area, and I'm going to go for the Lions in an upset. I, I think both defenses are great, and I think the Lions offense is much better as you witnessed Marty Ball on Monday Night Football. Not, not exactly the greatest thing there. So I'm taking the Detroit Lions minus two as the uh, the away favorite for that one. Uh, well, uh, that's going to wrap up uh, the picks, but uh, let's get final thoughts and predictions on how this one is going to end in San Francisco. BLG, we'll start with you. Uh, Eagles, this, uh, this isn't easy. This is, yes, this is easily one of the 
the hardest ones we've had yet. Uh, has to, I'm going to go Eagles, 30, 49ers, 23. Wow, wow. nice. nice, A nice sweater. Miss uh, Keanu Williams, uh, your prediction and final thoughts. I have Eagles, 31, 49ers, 28. Cody Parkey, 51-yard game winner. Yes. Boom. The love Parkey uh, continues. Patrick Wall, your prediction. Mine is actually pretty similar to Keanu. So she's clearly uh, doing something right. I actually have this one, uh, 31-27. Mm. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of second-half points because the Eagles love having teams break their weird streaks against them. I think the Niners are going to put up, like, 24th quarter points in this game. I, um, I'm i going to be Debbie Downer. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say 27-24 Eagles loss, and some somebody semi-high-profile will make a huge mistake and then uh, sports talk radio will flip out on Monday. That's that's my guess on that. Uh, well, uh, Kiana, thank you so much for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure. Obviously, go uh, get her on Twitter at PH Sports Goddess. And uh, for myself, John Barchard, for Patrick Wall, and for BLG, we say thank you very much for listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. You've been listening to BGN Radio. Right here on BleedingGreenNation.com.